0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic hits.
0: The Families and Victims Equality Group Save are campaigning for an end to concurrent sentencing for murders and rapists. That's, by the way, where a sentence... I'll give you an example. If somebody, which somebody sadly did, murdered the mother and three children... Um, They get, say, 14 years for each one of those murders. They run concurrently, which means they only serve 14 years. Whereas if that was in the United States, for example, they would get consecutive sentencing, which means they would get 14 years. Well, they'd probably get more than that. They'd probably get life. So they get triple life. In other words, they'll never see the light of day again. Uh, whereas in Ireland we have concurrent sentencing, which is quite bizarre. Uh, they also want the adoption of a tariff based release system, whereby individuals must serve a minimum period before they meet the requirements for concessions and release, and an end to day release and parole, and the establishment of a state sponsored body to help victims of families who are out there. And I want to speak to Paddy Campbell, who's the mother of Kira uh, Nicatil, Nika, uh, and I'm going to pronounce that wrong. Um, and Kira sadly was murdered back in 2007. Uh, Paddy, you're on Classic Hits. Say
1: Good afternoon, now. Thanks uh, for having and me. I'm sorry
0: for mispronouncing your, your second name in Irish. I do apologize. I
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Kira, um, she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. Gordon Malloy, who's now serving a life sentence in jail. And um, I remember reading one of the articles in the paper there earlier on today. At one point, he did get out to meet his family, and something that you weren't even informed about at the time. And there was also a suggestion as well that he be released again. Um, you know, on a day release and this is something that you and other victims uh, of people who have been murdered are campaigning against. The idea firstly that you are not even informed about it but secondly that they get out at all.
1: First of all, um, if you don't write into the IPS and request outside movement of the prisoner then you will not be informed. Now after my husband unfortunately did meet Gordon Malloy after he had been, after he murdered Kira. I did write into the IPS. So last July, um, before he had been 10 years in jail, I received a phone call late on Friday evening to say he was being given a day release. That Sunday, two to less than 48 hours later. Because he, it was, the parole board felt it was in his best interest to keep in contact with his family. And because he had been behaving himself. Which means he didn't give the prison service any hassle and he has been attending courses. Now this year... Um, two weeks ago we received word that he was due um, a second day out in under a year this weekend. Now that has since been revoked two days ago um, uh, mostly due to public opinion and people writing in to Charlie Flanagan and the Minister of Justice complaining that expressing their disgust really that convicted murderers after less than 10, 11 years in jail can request days out to go seize our families when we get to go visit a grave. Mm-hmm. Kira was our only child, and and, and, I, and, we, and I, I, I I
0: don't yeah. want to bring that really. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a really bad memory for you, and I know, but mm-hmm. the memory of Kira obviously is beautiful and always will be. But the the mm-hmm. memory of that day back in November two thousand seven, when her ex boyfriend took her life, must have been a day that you'll never forget. And a time, I suppose, leading right up to two thousand nine, when he was eventually uh, convicted and sentenced mm-hmm. to jail. That must have been a terrible period in your life.
1: Well, at the time. Um, she was actually murdered on my brother Kieran's anniversary. And it was a time when my mother was dying. She died a few weeks later. So we were already in a lot of turmoil in the family. So I think I must have spent of the next year in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a year that's pretty much lost. I have a lot of memories that are missing from that year. And so you were stumbling from it and then straight into the trial.
0: And and the, um, the, the trauma, trauma of murder, back. because I, I've i only been speaking recently about certain murder cases mm-hmm. that are in the courts that I can't discuss in the air, obviously. But I, as a parent, if anything happened to my daughter, my son, I and I've said this to some of the staff here, and they all said the same thing, that I don't think the person would make it as far as a courtroom, because I would mm-hmm. do time for somebody who damaged or hurt my family. And I'm sure as a mother, you felt that pain that you wanted this person behind bars for the rest of their life. You wanted to see some form of retribution, I suppose, for what happened to your daughter. And and I don't want to bring back the bad memory for those who don't know the case of your daughter. Your daughter was murdered in the most vicious way. Um, and not only that, he also attempted to have sex with her after she had died. Uh, and I know it's a, it's a horrendous, horrendous crime and nothing, nothing will ever um, make you feel better about the way that she passed away and what should happen to this man. Uh, that committed this horrendous crime. So even the thought of him, you know, being out in the open and breathing the same mm-hmm. fresh air that you and I breathe is awful to think about.
1: It's absolutely horrendous. And the scales are just so totally unbalanced and on behalf of the perpetrators of murder. I mean, she was 22 years old. She had a whole life ahead. I mean, the average life expectancy for a woman is 82 to 85 mm. years.
0: And she had a little four-year-old. So She's a little four-year-old at the time as well.
1: Yes, She had a four-year-old son, Jamie. Um, He's nearly 17. Mm. Um, But to to think that once she died, that was the end of it for the Department of Justice. There's absolutely no justice once you're dead. Everything seems geared towards rehabilitation of offenders. You know, the, um, the life sentence for murder should be a punishment for the harshest. The harshest punishment imaginable For the most horrendous crime that you can do to anybody in this country. You know, it shouldn't be a slap on the wrist that when you behave yourself, we're going to give you perks. After 10 years, you can request uh, a day out every six months to go visit your family. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and
0: that's that's you're saying the only visiting you can do is to a grave, unfortunately. That's
1: it. Yeah. So we get to look at a grave and he gets days out in sunshine. And do you, do you, um, at the time he was know, convicted, not rehabilitation, by the way... And it's not justice, and it is not serving your time. It's behaving yourself, and a carrot and stick being rewarded for not giving the prison service any grief.
0: At, at the time he was convicted, I'm not too sure whether they had introduced it at the time, but they probably had the victim impact statement. Did you give a victim impact no. statement?
1: No, we had it ready. Right. And um, to be honest, I can't even remember if they asked it. All I can remember the judge saying is, life... Yeah, And I remember turning to everybody and saying, the family were like, yes, life, life. And I was looking around and saying, how long is that? How long is that? And nobody could answer me because none of us knew. Well, it could, us well knew that's, the knew that's
0: the problem in Ireland. That's the problem in Ireland. Life could be 15 years. It could be 20 years. We, do, we, don't be actually know. we don't actually know what it is.
1: No, we don't. Which is why, as families, every one and a half to three years, after they've served seven years, we have to continually right to the parole board to let them know how the murder has impacted us. So we have to keep doing this every time, every member of the family. Because if we don't, then there's no objection to him getting out.
0: I mean, the, his defence at the time said he was suffering from borderline personality disorder. Um, that mm-hmm. They always kind of come up with those lines. And he had yeah. a substantial diminished responsibility for the killing. Mm-hmm. That, that, Thankfully, that didn't affect the judge's decision no. in relation to his sentence. And
1: that is an insult to everybody who has unfortunately a mental health issue.
0: Absolutely, Total I would agree. There is, no, there is no excuse for nope. what he did to Kira and the, and the way he killed her, mm-hmm. and not just the fact that he killed her. I mean, that's bad enough, but mm-hmm. it was the way he killed her as well. I yes. mean, and and did, did he show any remorse, by the way?
1: No, he apologized to his family for putting them through a trial.
0: But not to your family for, not to for, us. for taking her Never to your else. daughter.
1: And like I say, not only did he claim diminished responsibility, but he had told his friends and threatened Kira for over two months before it that he was going to kill her if she didn't take him back. That is not um, diminished responsibility. That is premeditated murder. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so the fact that they can now, after, nearly, after 11 years, to say, oh, he's a candidate for rehabilitation. Let us reward his behavior. You know, it, it really is a kick in the teeth. And it, it's a total... An utter insult to Kira's life and her memory. And and we're we're just unbelievably disgusted that allegedly intelligent people can sit down and look at the facts and then come to this conclusion. Like I said, I don't um, doubt that there are some people who are candidates for rehabilitation. But you serve your, if you do the crime, you serve the sentence. And if it's the Worst crime you can commit in this country. Then you get the harshest sentence. You don't get days out. And, I know, and, I, know,
0: and I know Rachel Calladay's mother was there as well yesterday mm-hmm. at the campaign too, obviously, you know. Yes. Um, and Joe O'Reilly's still in jail, thankfully, and will stay there for mm-hmm. a lot longer. Uh, because, again, we don't know how long Joe O'Reilly's going to stay in jail.
1: No, and he's here from his days out. Yep. Yeah. Because he's already done 10 years.
0: And that must be so Anybody, difficult on Rachel's Richard, mother. Yeah. Yep.
1: Oh it is, it is. And looking at all of the families that surrounded us, I mean it was communal grace mm. at it harshest. You know, I, I a... couldn't
0: I couldn't imagine what it would be like for you, Paddy, you know, to, mm. to walk down the road and meet the guy, meet this guy Gordon, you know, walking up the mm. road on a day that he's out on a day release or something like that. You know, I just I couldn't imagine mm. what that feeling must be like. You never want to see that this person to see the light of day again.
1: No. And it's not just that we don't want to see him again it's the fact that we know he'll do it again. And we don't ever, ever want anybody to ever feel the way we feel every single day.
0: He's a dangerous and murderer, that
1: is that's it. And that's the way the justice system are treating us, is that we don't matter. And the people of Ireland don't matter. I mean, if I kill a TD, for example, I have an automatic 40 years without parole. Attempted murder's 20. So why are we worth less than elected representatives? or prison officers, or guards, or visiting dignitaries. Mm-hmm. Why are we worthless? To the government, we're worthless.
0: So you you, you, obviously you believe for the, murder, for the crime of murder, uh, unlike manslaughter, by the way, which is not premeditated, you believe there mm-hmm. should be no discretionary uh, powers to the judges, it should be just life in jail. And life no. should mean, uh, what do you believe? At the moment, mm-hmm. life currently in this country under the Constitution, as far as I know, it's a maximum of 25 years, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, life in this country is an average they say it's an average of 18 mm-hmm. which is more or less than 18 what we were told was 14 to 17
0: years I think the longest now, serving prisoner we've was had somebody's 22. life 22
1: yeah. yeah but that's what we're told it's an average yeah. there is no finite number we want the judges to have the discretion to impose a, a basic minimum of say 20, 25 years going right up to a whole life order, that if you are most definitely not a candidate for rehabilitation, you should never get out. You are a danger to others.
0: There was that case there last year in Scotland. Do you remember that young lady in Scotland? that I can't remember her name now, but she was murdered and she was put into a a barrel of lime. I remember that. Well, Mm -hmm. the judge in that particular case recommended a minimum of 20... uh, What was her name again, sorry, Helena? Karen Buckley, that's right. And Mm -hmm. the judge recommended a minimum of uh, 23 years in jail with no Mm -hmm. parole and even at the end of the 23 years he had to come before a parole board to see if he was if he was ready for release and that the idea of doing something like that to guarantee a certain amount of time that they will never see the light of day until that time. That's exactly
1: what we want, Mm -hmm. that's what we deserve um because we never get a chance to move on or grieve because you have the trial, you sorry you have the murder then two to three years later you have the trial three years after that you're coming up on parole and then every one and a half to three years, your parole board again and again, and then your phone calls for days out, and hospital visits, and dentist appointments, because they're leaving the jail. And this is constantly going on and on and on. If it was a minimum tariff, we know that we have 20 years to breathe, to attempt to live without constantly worrying. Is he going to get out? Who is next to die?
0: Because he's clearly a dangerous man,
1: extremely okay, dangerous I mean, man. He was on bail or appeal when he murdered Kara for attempted at GBH. This is not his first crime. he, you know, he, he, he i mean, he—he
0: he seemed to blame a number of things apart from himself. He also blamed the fact that he was drinking heavily on the day mm-hmm. as well, and all sorts of things. You know.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. But fortunately, in Ireland, alcohol and drugs are not mitigating factors for any crime. That's the only good thing about our laws that I can see mm-hmm. in relation to murder um, you know it's, and, it, and it
0: should never be a mitigating factor no, I mean, no there, should, there not. should not be mitigating factor. You, you choose to drink too much you choose to take and drugs you, you choose to do you all these things murder absolutely absolutely
1: it is premeditated it is planned it is planned in advance you know this uh, as you said manslaughter is the end result is the same your loved one is dead but with manslaughter it's uninte- not it's unintentional, as in, it wasn't a pre-planned process.
0: Yeah, and there is different is. there's different circumstances around those type mm-hmm. of uh, crimes, of yes. course. Whereas murder is just intentional, it's premeditated. He mm-hmm. went out because, he, found, because he knew she had, she had met another man. He mm-hmm. went out intentionally because she didn't want to be with him to kill her.
1: They had split up over three months at that stage. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kira kept quiet about it. And she wouldn't come to the guards with us when she told us the day before she just felt that if she kept quiet, if she didn't say anything, it would go away.
0: And did she and did she take him seriously? Did she think he was serious or did she think they were idle threats?
1: Um, I think she knew they were serious, but she wanted to believe they were idle threats. Mm. Um, I didn't see it as an idle threat. Um, yeah, as um, a mother, you were genuinely worried. I didn't worried, believe that he yeah. would do it. Yeah. Uh, because when people say, I'm going to kill you, you don't... Nobody expects somebody to do that. No. You know, not in decent society. Um, you know, they're throwaway words, you would assume. But when it's an ongoing process of threats, if you don't take me back, I will kill you. If you don't take me back, I will hurt you. Then it is a definite threat, uh, which was something that hindsight's beautiful. I know. Had I know. we known, out of Holder by the Ponytail, straight to the guards. But, you know... Looking back, she didn't see it as, she didn't portray it to us that it was something that was go, immediate, that it was going to happen. And we had uh, said to ourselves, myself and Michal, you know, we'll give her a couple of days and we'll work on her, you know, and we'll get her to go to the guards. Mm-hmm. Within 24 hours, she was dead.
0: And that, that, that day, quite, uh, when the guards called to the house and told you that, that must have been... They told
1: me, well, I was at work. I got a phone yeah. call when I was leaving Dublin. Um, they all got home and they were in the driveway um, so he phoned me I tell
0: you that's a sight no parent mm. ever wants to see no. is two guards at the door and, and with, with their hats off
1: yeah and, and there are triggers I mean a couple of months last year a horse died up the road from us and we was, I was sitting in a living room on a guard walk past the window and we live in the middle of nowhere and they are about flashbacks you know we don't have guards coming around our area. Yeah, of course, around. yeah, yeah. You automatically think
0: something's wrong. Jesus,
1: something's happened. Yeah, you know. So there but you, are but you never, for drivers. a minute,
0: you never for a minute think they're going to tell you that your daughter's been murdered. That's the last. Oh, thing. hell no. That's the last thing no. you think of. You know, even even with everything that's gone before us and with the mm-hmm. threats, it's just the last thing that you think is actually going to happen. You know, and yeah. and not just murdered. And again, I don't want to go into the details of the case for many people mm-hmm. listening but it's just to point out that she was murdered in the most heinous way yeah. and and what he tried to do after he murdered her mm-hmm. as well. I mean, absolutely, this man was is an a- animal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Animals wouldn't do that. No. That's just pure evil. And for the parole board to look at this, but you see, the thing was, he wasn't charged with necrophilia. Uh, we were only told about it days before the trial because the DPP and the bar- barrister, barrister from and the And why, why wasn't he
0: charged, was he charged with rape? No. Why wasn't he charged um, with
1: rape and necrophilia well, as well? When I asked that, they told me that um, they didn't have enough evidence. Now, they had a confession. They had Kira's naked body in the bath. They had him half naked, like I said, and a confession. But they told us a couple of days before the start of the trial that he was being charged with the most serious offence you could ever be charged with in this country. And that was the most serious of offence. Well, we were still in shock. And we never thought, it was actually years before we realised, when he gets out, he's not going to be on the sex offenders register. And the same with John William's Sister Sharon. Brian Hennessy was only charged with murder. Even though the evidence was there for rape, he will not be on the sex offenders register either. So how many more are there that the state are picking the easy option? And it was an easy trial for the state, because Molloy confessed. And What so sort of, they what sort of animal, options. I mean,
0: the thing about it is, here we are, you know, we try to live in a reasonably peaceful society, and what sort of animal would murder somebody and then after they've murdered them, want to have sex with them? This is the I kind of know. animal some that we that yeah. somehow the justice system wants to release back into society at
1: some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his answer to that was, he wanted to have sex with her one more time. She had said no. I mean, what more do the parole board need? What more does Charlie Flanagan need? To know that this is somebody who should never be allowed out near women and children and men again. He showed violence towards all of them. He's not discriminatory. You know, he's an evil person. And this is unfortunately, he's not the only one.
0: And, and that it's most likely when he does get mm. out, he'll have a girlfriend. He may end up mm. getting married again to somebody yeah. who maybe doesn't have the full, you know, I suppose, details of what he actually did.
1: Exactly, or worse, you could be sitting next to him at a pub. Um, you wouldn't know. And you, even if the time comes when we do have access to a register for offenders, he won't be honest. it. That is a very, very... I, I, and just to point thought.
0: out, the, the other thing as well, if if indeed he had been charged with the rape and necrophilia, uh, mm. which are both crimes in this country, by the way, obviously, um, mm. if he, even if he was charged, he might have got just concurrent sentencing. And this is something else that you spoke about mm. uh, yesterday it in the campaign. It would have
1: concurrent, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for example, with John Whelan's sister, um, Sharon, and the children, um, Zara and Nadia, that was three murders. Brian Hannessey going to spend uh, jail jail time for one murder.
0: It was fourteen years, I think, wasn't it? He got. As far yeah, as I remember. and
1: he appealed it. He was actually given free uh, well, sentence. But you know, you know the
0: message—the message that sends out to crazy people in mm-hmm. the world or in this country certainly is: if you're, you're going to kill somebody, you might as well kill a few while you're at it.
1: Exactly, because you're going to get actually, a concurrent sentence. Gordon Malloy admitted that to guards as well. But had Kira come home with any man, he would have killed him too. He planned multiple homicide that day. That was, and you see, but he didn't testify. The only um, he wouldn't take because he
0: pleaded guilty. Yes,
1: he didn't. He pleaded oh, um, diminished, responsibility. diminished responsibility. His only witness yes. was a bot psychiatrist from England. He tried to tell us. That so
0: he didn't have to testify because of the diminished responsibility.
1: Yeah, and also because he didn't want to.
0: Mm, because he didn't want to. He has a choice not to. Mm, he didn't, didn't
1: to. want it coming out of trial. What he had done.
0: it, it does seem to me in this country, where the the perpetrators seem to have more rights than the victims. To be honest with you, but, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so what you're recommending to the Minister of Justice is a minimum sentence for murder. Um, mm-hmm. and, you're, uh, and obviously some sort of defined sentence, so at least people like yourself and the victims, the real victims mm-hmm. of these crimes, actually the know, yeah, yeah. know how long this person is going to be in jail for and a mm-hmm. reasonable amount of time, and also for an, the abolition of these concurrent sentencing in, in serious crimes mm-hmm. like murder, which yes. I think, which I think is common sense, to be honest with you.
1: It is common sense, and that a parole should not be available until you've served your sentence. You know, you shouldn't still have the families having to relive everything Every between one and three years. It takes, on average, the other three months' notice. And it takes that three months for you to write that proposal that you know Gordon is going to see. And we were told, be careful about what you write because the prisoners get off on your pain. I honestly don't care. I write from the heart when I send in my proposal. I don't care if he sees it. If I can put one step in front of the other to keep him, a murderers like him, in jail, Long as possible, and I don't care what he says, we weren't allowed to give the parole board a photograph of Kira until um, I gave it to Gordon Malloy as well because they felt that um, well, I felt the parole board should know who who was murdered. They should look at Kira's face and so, say, so you had to send a pho- you here. had to
0: send a photograph to Gordon Malloy before you could send it to the parole board
1: yes. That's,
0: uh, that's bizarre. Isn't that sick? That's, uh, that it is, is actually sick. It is twisted, yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And we are pretty much writing the script for his parole hearings. Because if we object and say he has never shown remorse, he sees that first before he goes to parole. And he then goes into the parole board and shows remorse.
0: And just because of good behaviour, inverted commas, uh, he good gets behavior, to get these, yeah. he gets these the concessions. And I, I always thought that was quite bizarre, because when you go to jail, you should be well-behaved. If you're not well exactly. behaved, you should get your you should get your prison sentence extended, as they would in the United States, for example. If exactly. you didn't behave yourself, you know, behaving exactly. yourself just should get you out on time. If you know what I mean.
1: Exactly, that's my point too.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, well, you do you the time you're given, but they aren't given time because there is no minimum sentence; it's an average.
0: Well, listen. All I can say is I wish you well, and I wish the other people who are involved in the sentencing and victims equality group well in getting what you want. Okay. I believe you should Thank get you. everything you want, party. And my and condolences. Can I just ask
1: yeah. if if anybody out there would wish to write to Charlie Flanagan um, and let him know how you feel, you would feel about having a murderer next door to you, and whether or not you would agree with him serving a minimum sentence? Then please write in and let him know how the people feel.
0: All right. um, to, do you have a Facebook page set up party for this?
1: We do, save.ie.
0: Okay, so it's S-A-V-E SAVE.ie.
1: Um, SAVE, that's
0: us. Okay. All right, well, And the
1: logo as so on un- on balance scales.
0: Okay. Thank you very much indeed, And My Thank condolences you. still to you and your family as well and your friends as well on the loss of your daughter Kira, all right. Thank I'm you I very
1: much. Appreciate to... it. Okay. Look after yourself. Okay, thank okay, you very much indeed.
0: What a shocking, shocking story. And um, I, I didn't want to obviously go into the, too much of the details of the murder because it is one of the most shocking murders I've ever heard of. Um, obviously the murder was down to the reasons for the murder to in the court was accumulation of drink and jealousy. And what a disgusting human being who should never see the light of day again. And she's absolutely right. There should be some sort of minimum sensing for that kind of thing. I mean, life should mean life, shouldn't it? If it was your daughter, your son, your mother, your brother, your father, you would want life. You would want to see that person breathe oxygen in society again. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show.
1: Classic hits.